Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, where business expert and success coach Kelsey Matheson teaches you how to massively grow your business, navigate the mind drama that's holding you back, make more money, and acquire the skills and confidence to become unstoppable. Hello, and welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs. I'm Kelsey Matheson, and this is episode number 77, lucky number 77. And today, I have a very special guest, super, super excited. She is known as the Ads Maven, (laughs) which I love. Jen Posick and I have been, we've been working together for five months now? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it's five months. So I learned about Jen through some other coaches and she helps you to use Facebook and Instagram ads. I think you also do ads in TikTok as well. I do. And basically she helps entrepreneurs use ads to monetize their offers on her website. It says to monetize your passion and get more traffic, more engagement and more sales for less frustration and way more fun. <laughs> and I love that way more fun is is huge um, as we're trying to grow our businesses. So let me turn it over to you. Tell us a little bit about you, your background, how you came to be the ads maven. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So I used to teach elementary school. I taught for eight years. I loved teaching. I loved instilling a love of learning. I taught kindergarten for five years and then third grade for three. And I stopped because I was tired of the BS and politics that go along with teaching in the public education system. So I spent some time figuring out what I wanted to do. And in 2014, my parents have pretty much always been entrepreneurs and my dad's health was struggling and they were introduced to a product that had a really big impact on his health. So they started using the product for themselves but they did what entrepreneurs tend to do and started sharing the product with everyone they knew. So I decided to join them and I knew we needed an online presence. I didn't know anything about what to actually do, but I believe we're all lifelong learners. I'm very much an action taker. So I just started learning everything I could from everywhere I could and kind of went from there. And so very quickly, I found that running ads to grow our email list so that we could sell to the list was super effective. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up growing my family's email list to over 160,000, which was directly responsible for bringing in well over 2 million in sales. Amazing. So it kind of just went from there. And then over time, it's just kind of naturally been that I work with a lot of coaches and online course creators to help them grow their email lists and fuel their launch events with ads. Oh my gosh, over 160,000 people on their email list. That's yeah. crazy. I know, it really is. How long did that take? So at the height of it, we were spending like 900 a day in ad spend. So it didn't take as long as it would for most of us, if we're, you know, spending 30 a day. Wow. But obviously you didn't boost it to $900 a day until you knew that it was working. For sure. I started out small. And then as it was working, we kept scaling up as the budget allowed, as we knew that the ads were working and bringing in sales. Amazing. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Well, I really, I really wanted to bring you on today because we started working together and I'm, I'm seeing how powerful what you do is. 
I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, they get stuck and confused about when to do ads. Mm -hmm. And I know we'll get into this a little bit later, but how to do them. Yeah. I know that with you, you work with your entrepreneurs when they have a budget of spending at least $1,000 per month on an ad spend, right? So tell me a little bit about why you work that way. All the things. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about (laughs) overall strategy, because I think it always comes back to that, because if the strategy is not working, it's not going to work. So when I say that I run ads to help people grow their email lists and fuel their launch events, those really are the two best performing types of ads. So any ad to a lead magnet. And when I am talking about a lead magnet, I typically mean something that is going to be a quick win, easily consumable, five to 10 minutes. It's going to be totally aligned with they come into your world with this, but if they see this, it's going to help them get to know you, grow the know, like, and trust factor, and make them more likely to take you up on your like actual core offer. So running ads to get more leads, get more people onto your email list so that you can then get them on a consultation call or get them signed up then for like whatever that next step is. I think is a really strong strategy. It's like tried and true and it still works today. Then the other one is if you are launching a program like a group coaching program, something like that, and you have seats to fill and you're doing some type of a launch event, a webinar, workshop, a challenge, a private podcast, a three-day video series, running ads to that launch event are super effective. And then of course you can run ads that are retargeting afterwards where it's like, hey, doors are open to the program. So starting list building ads are like the first place for people to start. And the way that you know that you're ready is a few things. So you want to make sure that your funnel is working. You want to make sure that it's a lead magnet that people actually want, that they are interested in, and that ideally you know that it's going to lead them into your core offer, right? Mm -hmm. Because if that is not aligned and that's not working, ads are just going to waste your money. So I definitely don't want you putting money behind ads until that is ready to go. But once it is, starting ads for it absolutely makes sense. And then in terms of budget, so I typically do say at least a thousand a month. When you break it down, it's like 33 a day, or typically I suggest starting it at least 30 a day. Now that's per Mm -hmm. thing that you are testing. So if you're doing list building, but then you also have an event coming up like a masterclass, I would suggest an additional thousand on the ads for the masterclass. The reason being that I suggest it is to give the algorithm enough of a budget that it's able to spend, it's able to optimize, and it's able to give you some good results. It used to be Mm -hmm. that you could spend a little bit less. Like when I first got started, I would say that you could really do like $10 a day, but it's just not enough. Like a year or two ago, Facebook made it so that when ads first get started, you have a week to get 50 conversions of whatever you're trying to run it for. So 50 leads in that first seven days. If you get those 50 leads, your ad will become active. The algorithm is able to fully optimize and it's going to do its job better. Right. If you are not able to, the ads become learning limited and the algorithm is never able to fully optimize. Now with your ads, we do use dynamic creative where you're putting in multiple graphics all under one ad, which makes it really nice because you don't have to spend as much money to be able to test. Yeah. And the ads actually become active no matter what, because the algorithm is happy because it's testing all of these different factors. So it 
kind of takes that away, but that 30 a day is still enough to give it what it needs to be able to spend. It's essentially, it's like split testing, mm-hmm. correct? So you can see, oh, this image is is actually converting better than this one, or this one seems to be performing better than the other. Yeah, it's so funny because it is split testing, but it's not like a totally fair split test because the algorithm yeah. <laughs> will decide like, okay, this one, we're going to put all the reach towards this one and like none to this one, but it does it based on what the results are. So usually whichever graphic is performing best, you're going to see the most reach going to it and the lowest cost. It's not always the case, but most of the time that is what happens. Right. (laughs) So it's interesting. So when you, you're spending the, let's say you're spending the $30 a day. Yeah. And then you have the amount per clicks or amount per leads. Yeah. Tell us a little bit for people who really don't understand ads, what does that mean? And what is the number that you are trying to get to? Yeah, that's a great question. So the cost per lead, it depends on the business. It depends on your niche. But in general, I like for cost per lead to be somewhere between like one and $5 per lead. So meaning to get somebody signed up for your email list, you're spending one to $5 to get them on. Now, some businesses, some niches are just more expensive. If you are targeting entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs are more expensive to reach. When I'm running ads about Facebook ads, because they are going to entrepreneurs that are making, like I'm running ads that are specifically targeting people that are at six figures or higher. They're going to be more expensive than somebody who's just starting out in their business, just because they're being inundated with ads. So really sometimes up to like $10, $12 a lead can still be okay, but it just depends on what your business is. Now, there are other times where it's like, we can look at like, what is the thing that we're giving them? What's the lead magnet? And sometimes we can find a lead magnet that's a little bit more aligned to bring people in for a lower cost. Sometimes it's just going to be adjusting the audience, adjusting the graphics, adjusting the copy and figuring it out and kind of going from there. Right. And that's what you do. That is. <laughs> That's where you come in. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. So we now know it's like, okay, we have a lead magnet. Every time I do this challenge or every time I offer this webinar or every time, well, I guess webinar is a little bit different, but every time I offer this thing, this freebie, I know that it's it's converting. People are on my list. They're staying on my list. They're signing up to my program, you know, whatnot. So I have a lead magnet that is working. So Tell me why that that's important because what I've found is I have, I've had clients who come to me and say, yeah, well, I did ads and I ran them to my, like, say paid for offer, even if it's a, like a low price point, right? $50 price point, like, you know, for, for something they're like, well, nobody purchased. And it's like, well, it's also because you're advertising to a cold audience. Nobody knows who you are. So you haven't developed that no like, and trust factor. And then there's another uh, had another client who was driving ads to a consultation call, like just directly to a consultation call. And she was like, that's not working. I'm like, well, from my perspective, it's like they still don't know you. And jumping on a call, to, you know, dedicating time with someone that you don't know. It's a hard sell. It's a hard sell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like the things that you're mentioning, it's like they can work and they can convert. And so like a slow funnel, typically it's like self-liquidating offer, anything where it's like a $27 to $97 offer. A lot of times you're going to spend roughly twice as much to get somebody signed up for it. So you have to have those upsells in place to make it 
worthwhile. So a lot of times if it's like an evergreen thing, you're going to have upsells after somebody signs up, like usually like two upsells. If it's like a paid challenge, a paid event, usually you're selling your program at the end. So even though you're going to get fewer people signed up for it, they're putting that upfront cost. You also mentioned about a cold audience and you're absolutely right because our warm audience, they already know us, like us and trust us. So they're going to be that much more likely to convert in the first place when it comes to Facebook and Instagram ads. So your warm audience is going to be your email list. It's going to be anybody who has visited your website in the last 180 days, as long Mm -hmm. as you have a pixel on there. And then it's going to be anybody who has engaged with you on Facebook or Instagram in the last year but you can also do anybody who follows you on Facebook or now for most accounts, Instagram as well. Right. Yeah. So that's key. I think I do want to go back to to the small price point item, the tripwire item, $25 to $50. I want to go back to that in a second. But in terms of what you were just saying with email lists and driving the ads or targeting the ads to people who've been on your website, if you have a pixel in place and all that, that can all be done when you set up the ad, which I love, right? So you setting up the ad and it's like, you can set up the ad for people who follow you. You can set up the ad for people, as long as there's a pixel on your website. And if you don't know what that means, just talk to your website designer <laughs> or somebody who understands, but right. getting a pixel on your website so that people have been on your website in the last 180 days, the ads will target those people. We also did a lookalike audience with people who are already on my email list. You can create that as well, correct? Yeah, lookalike audiences are great. They're also a cold audience, but they're based on, so your email list or people that have given you money are gonna be your strongest base audiences. And basically you take that base audience, you give it to Facebook. Facebook makes an audience that looks very similar to it, but is much larger. So lookalikes tend to be really effective, especially... Facebook took away so much targeting. Like it took away anything around like religion or spirituality or medical stuff. And if you have one of those audiences, you just have to use a lookalike or a broad audience to make it reachable. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good tip because for my audience as well, like there's yoga teachers or, you know, there's meditation teachers and retreat leaders and, you know, I think spiritual leaders and they, are looking for a particular audience, but if Facebook's made that harder to reach, yeah. then that makes sense that a lookalike would be the way to go. Yeah, especially if their audience would be like Law of Attraction or Louise Hay type of people, a lookalike audience is probably going to be the best way to reach them. Interesting. Right. So yeah. it's like, I want to reach people who are into Abraham Hicks. Yeah. It would be hard. Yeah, they took away Abraham Hicks as well. Actually, it's funny. Louise Hay is like really the only one that is left, but they also took away Hay House. Like it makes no sense at all, but (laughs) is what it is. Oh, that's crazy. Because that's the other thing is if if you know your audience really well, you can choose them by their interests, right? What they're interested in. And then when Jen and I were talking about what my audience would be interested in, I was like, oh, this person, nope, can't do that person. Oh, what about this person? No, they took that person away too. I was like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, it's frustrating how much they took away, but lookalike audiences are still really quite effective. And again, you only need like 100 people at least on your email list in order to upload that. And then it's so funny because if your page has been around for a while, you can also test out a broad audience kind of depending on how niched you are. Like if you need very, very specific people, I wouldn't recommend a broad audience. 
But I've been running my own ads to a broad audience, even though it makes me very nervous because it's putting so much control in Facebook's hands that they can look at this audience of like a billion people and be like, okay, here are the people that need to see your ad. (laughs) But I was on a call with one of my ads management clients and she's like, oh, I've been seeing your ads all over the place. And it was like actually like a group coaching call and several other people on the call who are all my ideal clients were like, oh yeah, I've been seeing them too. I'm like, all right, broad audience. I know it's working. So it's so funny, but yeah. That's awesome. So I want to go back to what you had said about if you have an offer that's at a price point of, I think you said around 25 to 50. I think that's what you said. It's going to cost you double in order to get them in, but then you have your upsells in place, right? So exactly. you mean per person, if they're spending $25 per person, it's going to cost you $50 in ads. That's what I would count on. Now, it's not always going to be the case. You can lower it by like just having a really strong sales page, having a really strong ad, all of the things. But yeah, that's what I would plan for and to make up for that cost with those upsells or with the long term. Like, let's say it's like a paid thing, but then you're going directly to a consultation call for a high end offer. Right. I think that's so important because I think people do have an idea like, I'm going to spend $200 on ads or $500 on ads or even $1,000 on ads. And I'm going to make like people feel like it's an ATM machine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it can be, but you have to have everything in place, right? All your I's dotted, your T's crossed, what's working, what's not working. Cause I know right now with one of um, our ads, it's like it from two to $4 a person right now, right? A lead, which is great. But I recognize when we switched the ad to go to a different lead magnet, all of a sudden my consultation calls dropped, right? And so it's like, okay, so where in the funnel is it working? Where in the funnel is it not working? And what do we need to tweak? So that's the other thing that I really want the women who are listening to this podcast understand that there is definitely a process and it's a lot of investigation that goes on, right? I think you really have to come into it with the mindset of curiosity and it's testing and it's figuring it out and figuring out like, okay, how can we make this work? And it's looking at it in terms of like, what pieces of it are working? And then what do we need to tweak to get the rest of it working? Because sometimes it is the ad itself that's not working, but sometimes the ad is working great. It's later down the funnel where the breakdown is happening. Yeah. So I think it's patience. (laughs) There's a lot of patience (laughs) that goes into it for sure. And then also like, oh, well, it's just not working. So ads aren't for me. I hear that a lot as well. It's like, you need the patience. You need to be, like you said, come at this with curiosity and also look at it as an investment. Absolutely. I think the other thing of it is you have to like learn from somebody who knows what they're doing or hire somebody who knows what they're doing because the number of mistakes that I have seen from people doing it themselves. I mean, I talk about all the time, like boosting a post is going to waste your money 95% of the time. And people are always boosting posts because Facebook is pushing them to do it. And then people are like, oh, well, I boosted a post, but I got like some people viewing it and that's it. And it's like, of course, that's how it's designed. It's literally, (laughs) that's how Facebook designed it to not be effective (laughs) at all. This is great. Okay. So tell me, what are some of the other things that you see out there that you're like, no, stop doing that now. (laughs) So much of it is with the setup. Honestly, when you're running ads, the first thing is the algorithm knows way too much about us. One of the best things that it knows is it knows how we use Facebook. It knows who's most likely to scroll, who's most likely to click, and it knows who's most likely to convert. 
So when you boost a post, you're usually boosting it for engagement on the post, meaning likes, comments, clicks, and shares. Mostly it's just going to be people liking the post. You can also boost it for clicks, which is just going to be an ad for traffic. An ad for traffic means it's going to show to the people in your audience most likely to click, but that does not mean that they are the same people that are most likely to convert. Mm -hmm. So instead you have to run the ad for leads or sales. If leads, if it's a free thing, sales, if it's a paid thing, because then it's going to show the ad to the people in your audience that are going to be most likely to become a lead or to give you money, right? So just setting it up that way is the biggest thing. However, Facebook has made it more and more challenging to set it up from the get-go. So I see a lot of people trying to do it themselves without having any support and they're messing up the pixel. They don't have their domain verified. And then because of it, they can't get the ad to work for leads. And then they end up running the ad for, well, they might even run the ad for leads, but they're not showing any conversions, even though they might even have some conversions, but it's just not set up correctly. So that's honestly the biggest thing is in the setup. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's also, it's so key. I think I knew I did not want to become an ads expert <laughs> and I knew I couldn't because I also knew that it changes. All these things are changing all the time. It does. Right. It's like the algorithms for, for social media are changing, but I think that the algorithms for ads are changing all the time. And I feel like all of the time and energy I would spend into learning about ads, I would figure it out and then it would just all change again. <laughs> well, and especially when it's like you only have just your one account that you're looking at because that's your business, it makes it that much harder to see what those trends are because it's not like they're like telling you when they make changes. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they do, but the majority of the time it's like, just figuring it out. And it's so funny. There will be um, probably about once a week, I'll be in a client's like account and I'll be like, Oh, never seen this before. And I might even never see it again. Cause sometimes like Facebook will test things and then they'll decide, Nope, that didn't really work. We don't like that layout. We don't like that, whatever. And they won't put it on for anybody else. Interesting. It's so strange. It really is. It's such a crazy world. It's so crazy. <laughs> so this is something I talk a lot about with my clients. And it's about creating an email list for yourself. People are like, but I'm inundated with emails. I never open them. I unsubscribe. I hate getting emails. And I hear all the complaints. I hear all of it. And then people are like, well, no, now we're in WhatsApp groups or no, now we're in Telegram and now we're doing this and now we're doing that. And no, you know, email, email, shmemail. I'm like, no, <laughs> email is the highest converting yeah. reach out that you will do to your audience. And do you want to talk a little bit about? your belief around email? Absolutely. So a few things, people make $44 for every dollar spent on email. So it's like a 4,400% conversion rate. And I know like, it's true. Like email open rates have gone down from what they were like 10 sure. years ago, for sure. Five years ago, but it's still highly effective for getting your stuff out there. And I think it's, I think you do have to, if you are going to have an email list, you have to follow up with your people on a regular basis because people forget about you. But I think it's still super effective to grow your email list as long as you are emailing them on a regular basis. And so with that, it comes back to having a lead magnet that is quickly consumable, gives them a quick win, like that five to 10 minutes for them to go through it. Checklist, cheat sheet, a guide, a quiz, a short audio or video is great to give them. Yeah, it's so important. And here's the thing is like, 
We all have those people who were on their email list. And when we get emails from them, we open them up. It's true. Right? Like we all have those people. It's like, there's some that I maybe open up once and, you know, now and again, and then some I unsubscribe. But there are those people that every time I get an email from them or the majority of the time, I'm opening it up and I'm reading because I really want to hear from them. I want to know what they're saying. There's also people that I unsubscribe, but still give them my money and resubscribe later on. Like yeah. that's the thing too. Like just because somebody unsubscribes doesn't even mean that they're like not a right fit ever. Yeah. And I also think of it like, I mean, it's a funnel, right? So it starts off big and then, you know, just think of a funnel and it goes narrow. So part of that process is you get a bunch of people in and then you might lose some people and then they're going to sign up and then you might lose some more people and then they might unsubscribe and you might lose some more people. But then what you're left with is those ideal clients, those, you know, most valuable buyers, because they say once someone has clicked an email of yours, they are more likely to continue clicking. Once someone has clicked a link in an email of yours, they are more likely to continue to click on the links that you share. And then of course, once somebody has purchased, they're more likely to continue to purchase, right? So again, that's just a part of the funnel. So I kind of have this mindset shift too, when I see somebody who unsubscribes, I'm like, it's just narrowing the funnel to my people. And like you said, I know Stacey Bayman, you know, Stacey Bayman and some of my listeners know Stacey Bayman. She's in the coaching world. She always talked about how there were people who unsubscribed from her in the beginning and then subscribed again later down the road. And now they're her most valuable buyers. Yeah, that totally happens. So how do you work with your clients? So a client comes to you, they're like, okay, I do have a lead magnet. I do feel like it's converting. I do have the thousand dollars a month to spend an ad spend. And I know that you have a couple different ways of working with your clients. Yeah, I do. So I offer, yeah, I offer a few different things. I offer done for you services as well as done with you. So the done for you is ads management. I'm doing all the heavy lifting, running the ads for them. That works really well when somebody, typically they're already running ads or they know that they just need to scale and they have a large budget for it. They know everything is already working. Typically with that, they are list building, but they're also launching very regularly. Then I also have done with you services where we hop on Zoom, they share their screen and we just get to work step-by-step on every piece needed. So everything from working on together on the landing pages, the thank you pages, your email welcome series, placing the pixel, getting your account ready to run ads, working on creating audiences, copy and graphics to uploading the ads and then how do you analyze them? How do you optimize? And how do you start to scale? Yeah, it's amazing. I find it so helpful because um, I'm working with Jen on work with you. And what I love too, is that I am learning so much. Like I'm learning so much about the ad world, but I also, it's, it takes the pressure off. I don't feel like I have to become that ad expert. I don't feel like I need to know all of the things. How does the algorithms work? How does this work? How does that work? And then I'm pretty good with my copy and my images. And I feel like I, I'm, you know, my landing pages because I've been doing it for a long time, but I still love having you look at things and you'll give your feedback and you'll give me resources to, to use as well, just to kind of take it to that next level, which I really appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. And then I also do have a course called Launch Fuel that's a DIY, but with some support. You know, it's so funny when you said about the getting more feedback on like graphics and stuff. Sometimes it's like, you just have to test it because you'll have this beautiful graphic that it's like, that's going to do so good. It's going to be amazing. And then you'll have this like (laughs) terribly ugly graphic that you're like, that's crap. 
And like the <laughs> ugly graphic will like totally outperform. That's right. It's like, sometimes it's like, you just have to test it and then use what you're seeing from the results and then tweak from there. Yeah, it's true. Cause I mean, I feel like there have been times over the last five months that we've been working together and we're like, yeah, this one seems to be performing really, really well. I'm like, huh, would have never thought. I think people are like, well, I have to, I have to hire a designer to do the graphic or the image. And then I have to hire a copywriter to do the copy and then the ad person to do the ads. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like you really don't, especially not when you're first starting out. Like, I think that's too much. Yeah. And I have like templates for graphics. I have my like formula that I always use with the copy and then we edit together to make sure it'll still work for the ads. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so helpful. So, and when someone starts to work with you and they're fairly new, but they do have at least, you know, kind of that foundation in place, what would you say that they can expect? You can expect to get your ads up and running fairly quickly. And again, it's that like, I would be looking for the like one to $5 leads um, usually dialing that in pretty quickly, like within the month. So if you're spending 900 and your leads are coming in for $5 a lead, you're going to get like 180 people on your list every month, right? If you're spending 900 a month and your leads are around a dollar a lead. You're going to grow your list by 900 people. Yeah. That's amazing. I have actually a lot of clients that are in that like one to $2 range for their lead magnet. It really just depends on what your niche is. And I know this is like, you work with a lot of wellness entrepreneurs and this example is not at all, but I have one client, one student in my launch fuel class who is, she teaches on quilting. She is getting leads right now for 21 cents a lead. No, she's not. Crazy. And then another woman who's also in the class, but she works with entrepreneurs. Her she, her leads are so good. She's getting like in the four to five dollar range. And she's like looking at like the 21 cent leads. And it's like, you're just not ever going to be able to. It's physically <laughs> not possible. Yours are amazing for like your niche. Hers are extra amazing for hers. Yeah, because it's wellness entrepreneurs. And the for the first three months, it was, I don't know, kind of hovering between eight to $10, I think per lead. And now we've got it down. But then again, and now it's like, oh, it's interesting though, the consultation calls have decreased though. Or so that's the other thing too, is like, you can work with Jen and she can help you with the ads, but then we really do have to look at the funnel after the fact. Like if you get 200 new people to subscribe to your email list a month, what are you then doing for those 200 people so that they're converting? And for some of you, they might convert four months, six months down the road. For some of you, they might convert next week, right? It totally depends on your offer. It totally depends on, you know, your audience. It can be a shorter term game. It can be a long-term game, but it's really about the investment and then growing the email list. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm going to put all the links for you in the show notes, but generally how can people find you? Yeah. So I'm at Jen Posick, all the places, J-E-N-N. And then jenposick.com slash skyrocket. I've got a lead magnet all about how you can increase your opt-in page for your landing page so that you can get that to 50% or higher when somebody comes to opt into your lead magnet. Amazing. And you can use that whether you are running ads or not. Oh, absolutely. Whether or not you're ready for ads, like everything we talked about with the list building sending them to a landing page that goes to a thank you page and your email welcome series, all of that should be in place anyways, I fully believe. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and this is the other thing is if you can use Jen's lead magnet to really optimize your landing page and your lead magnet, then you're going to get to a place where it's like converting, converting, converting. Then you can go to Jen and write, all right, I'm ready for ads. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. This was so good. I know you have another call that you have to jump to, but I really appreciate you joining me today. I think this is super, super helpful. For any of you listening, if you have any follow-up questions or anything like that, you can reach out to me, reach out to Jen, um, find us on social. I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. That was fun. All right. Thank you for listening. And I will connect with you again next week. Ciao for now. Hey, if you are ready to grow your business, serve more people and make more money, then I'd like to invite you to join my mastermind for female wellness entrepreneurs. If you are a life coach, a yoga teacher, retreat leader, fitness expert, massage therapist, or healer, join this amazing group of women who are working towards becoming unstoppable as they grow their businesses. You will learn what it takes to start making at least $10,000 per month consistently. Just head over to KelseyMatheson.com, click on work with me at the top of the homepage and sign up to the mastermind for wellness entrepreneurs. Let's start working together to grow your business. I'll see you inside. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please share this with another female entrepreneur who might need some love and support. And of course, if you haven't already, I would be so grateful if you subscribe, rate and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to connecting with you next week.